This is episode 27. Uh-oh. Yes. This is the part I don't, I don't get. get. I'm Bay. And I'm Jay. All right. I think we said it backwards. Usually we say our names and then we say it, but. Oh, I am not following any Cut. kind of a formula of any kind. Whatever. I know, but it's just habit. Whatever f- falls we out my mouth is what gets recorded and put on the yeah. internet forever. That's what we should call it. Whatever falls out of my mouth. <laughs> Word wow. vomit. Yeah. I don't want to see what falls out of your mouth. You've seen it. Gross. You should be so lucky. Okay. <laughs> so how are you How are you doing today? Are you ready? Are you I'm apprehensive ready. about your topic? A little you bit excited? because I wrote it an hour before. Oh, yeah. Well, if you don't know anything work. about Jay, folks, you know, punctuality is not her strong suit. I used to be the kid that did my homework on Fridays. Yes. Now I'm the kid yes, that you does were. it right before school. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's your turn. Yeah, I think it is because I was listening. Yeah. Anyway. I can't wait to hear what you threw together. Yeah, it's like kind of an intense topic. So this is like the the spark notes, like very. Actually, this is like the spark notes of the spark notes of this. Um, my topic is microdosing. Have you heard of that? Have you heard of that? No. Okay. I I don't think so I know. So I was in, uh, inspired by Gwyneth Paltrow's new show, The Goop. What? Oh, closer. <laughs> okay, is that good? It's like Goop Lab. Have you yeah, watched any episodes? Yeah. Yeah, I want to watch it. It's really good. Okay. It's like, I feel like every episode is like a potential topic. But so. she got so much backlash in the past few years for Goop anyway. Really? Yeah, because oh, I don't know anything like, about it. there's some things that have been written on her, I guess the website, saying like, you know, you should do this or that. And then doctors are like, that is not oh, accurate. Oh, they just make it up. Yeah, I yeah. didn't. Is it? It's just a magazine or I don't I didn't really so understand what it was. <clears throat> it sounds like it's a website. It's a woman mainly geared, I think, towards women, but I could be wrong. And then there's stuff about nutrition and then there's yeah, actual was, products that. Yeah, she sells. I was confused. Like was, some of them are like out there like urine. Ew. Taking us back I to saw, an old episode. <laughs> I saw just clothes and stuff and some, yeah, some like clothes. natural. Yeah. Oh, I haven't even seen clothes. Natural kind of products. Yes. I think that most of what, so the the show makes sense because I think what they get their ideas from all around the yeah. world and different religions and cultures and practices. Yeah, they try to do like, I think, taboo type stuff. Exactly. So in this episode, they, they do microdosing, which... Okay. Um, so I got some of my information from that, and then also a um, article in the cut called "Microdosing's Micro Moment." Okay, <laughs> she's slowly moving the microphone towards me, and just—I—I I feel like I'm way too close now. But okay, <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, okay, so microdosing is um, taking basically tiny amounts of psychedelic drugs um basically one twentieth to one tenth of the typical recreational dose like shrooms and acid um usually lsd and shrooms but i'll break down all of that in a little bit okay um so the overall reported benefits of this are improved mood better eating improved sleeping habits less need for caffeine so generally a microdose you take once every three days for a month and then oh I'm sorry, one, once every three days for a month, one day on, and then two days off. So you take it once, take two days off, take it again. Um, and then after the <clears throat> month is up, you do it 
like as needed like if you have like okay. a presentation or an like interview in system or whatever yeah so you're not getting high when you take the microdose because it's obviously like a very very small amount but there's still some like lasting effects overall that people are reporting um so it's the research has shown that it is very popular with millennials oh, big um, shock it gained popularity in 2010 in the Silicon Valley world with all the coders um, because they needed something that was going to allow them to focus for long periods of time. Um, okay. And the founder... Adderall just ain't ca- cutting it exactly, anymore, folks. Exactly. They're like, we need something way more, hit, you know. It's, they're so taking it back it to the parents. it helps you focus? That is what is A reported. hallucinogen... Yes. Helps you focus. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, there's some like paradox, paradoxical effects that uh, I don't know. It kind of depends is, is the overall um, sentiment that I'm getting. So the, I guess the kind of the founder or, you know, the original guy who started it was this researcher named James Fadiman. Um, <laughs> he's an LSD researcher who published what's called the Psychedelic, uh, Psychedelic Explorer's Guide. Now he is working on a large non-clinical microdosing study over um, involving 59 countries and 400 participants. But before this, as of now, there are zero controlled clinical trials. So there's no actual studies done that this is effective. It's all anecdotal. So people emailing him stories. So I don't know how this guy became the guru, but basically people, I guess, would do it on their own. And then they would email him in like, oh, this is what happened to me. And he would kind of just gather like a bunch of of like people's testimonies, basically. And that's legit. <laughs> no, that, it's see, not. That kind of like backs up what they were saying about Goop. Yeah. And saying like her products, like it's a lot of it is anecdotal. Yeah. Is it actually research based? Well, that's the thing on this show. She had... Like maybe four or five of her, I don't oh, know, I writers. Think I saw the preview for yeah, this. Yeah, so they go to this place. It's somewhere, and they all took something. Yeah, it's somewhere. It's not, obviously not in this country because it's a hundred percent illegal. Microdosing is not legal in any way. I was going to ask you. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, where did they go? I want to say like Costa Rica, but I, okay. And it was with these like total hippie people, <laughs> and they free spirits is what oh, we like to call yes. them. <laughs> but it was just like it was just so like stereotypical. Like so they. I mean, I'm assuming, I can't, I, I Weren't guess. Weren't they like sitting in a circle? They totally, <laughs> and they were sitting on pillows. They had their little yoga mats. And so they brewed tea and they did shrooms. And I, it was supposed to be a micro dose, but these people really look like they were tripping out, if you okay. ask me. Where um, you quote unquote don't get high, but they look yeah, like, like they got high. So what they said, the benefit is that for people with trauma that kind of, that push the trauma back and won't like can't talk about it and like kind of um like divide themselves from it that's not the clinical word at all but i'm totally blanking (laughs) kind of the ones that shut it down they disassociate themselves from their trauma yeah um this the the shrooms allow them to access that trauma and to deal with it whereas in otherwise you know it's it they would you know be basically it just will be there and it under they're never a- able yeah. to work through it um so the yeah the idea is that the i don't know why i put this down i still need it <laughs> <laughs> i was like she's going off she's book. she's going, she's off, going script. off script <laughs> yeah so 
so Gwyneth Paltrow purposely chose people that had been through trauma that were willing to do it, obviously. So this one girl, her dad, I think he committed suicide or something. Okay. Or she lost him somehow, but I'm pretty sure it was suicide. And, you know, it showed her, like, crying and, like, getting into a ball and, um, you know. Th- and then the, the people that work, the I guess you call them therapists. I don't know what they are. They come and, like, they... <laughs> They, like, coddle them, and then they, they, like, soothe them, I think, so that they realize that they're safe. But this process that was on the show is not, like, the take it once every three days. Like, you're not going to be in a pillow circle yeah. being massaged Yeah, by so I don't know if this was more of, like... A hippie. Yeah. For, <laughs> for a month. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but this is just for the show, for this purpose. Yeah. Okay. And, and they all did... <laughs> Some of them hippies. are, like, laughing and, like... You know, and others were crying okay. and there were just all sorts of things going on. But they they were saying like um, and like beforehand, it, they were like, forget about your gender. Forget about <laughs> who you are, because I think the whole idea is to just let go of like everything that you and label yourself and okay. let yourself be in the moment. Um, Ugh, that would suck, though, if the whole point is to like manifest previous traumas and like really focus on it so that you can deal with it there is a reason right why that stuff there's a reason you're back you're, you're putting that down i just think of like all this you know like the idea of having like a bad trip and stories yeah. of like famous people who had like bad trips and stuff and yeah and it's just you don't know what's what you're how you're gonna react to that it. until it fades yeah and they they Ugh. and the the guys they interviewed were these I don't know. I think they were PhDs, but they were saying like, oh, how, you know, antidepressants have all these bad side effects. And and I'm like thinking to myself, like, no, they don't. Sure. Like dry mouth. (laughs) Is that? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I I remember I took one once upon a time that gave me dry mouth that that I actually remember my psychiatrist saying that's the one side effect that people claim is that you have like a weird taste or dry mouth. But just but I mean, they water. were making it sound like antidepressants were like this evil thing and that there were all these like terrible side effects. Whereas like with these, it's all you know, natural. yeah. And, and they interviewed they did say that it, they found it helpful for people with PTSD. And so they interviewed this one guy that was like a war veteran. And he said he did all these different therapies. He was suicidal like multiple times. He had multiple attempts. And then he did this therapy with the microdosing and um, was able to finally talk about his yeah. trauma. So I, well, mean, I mean, it's just like different strokes for different folks. Right. Different things work for different people. I'm sure it definitely does work for others. Yeah. Just like, you know, antidepressants work for others. Right. Like, oh my gosh, dry mouth. How dare. And part of me is like, <laughs> I'm never going to be the same again. <laughs> but it's, it's like, is there a control like there's no like placebo study so what if these people just they could have been given you know well you know why it's probably because it's illegal in a lot of places that's probably why there's no studies that's my guess yeah well that's uh, that's why the but i mean they were able to study marijuana before it was legal so maybe it's just harder to get but it was at least legal for medical purposes for a very long time that's true well this might be the next the next thing yeah so um so i'm gonna break down all the uh the types that you can microdose types of drugs that are commonly microdosed with um so lsd is uh manufactured from lysergic acid which is found on the fungus that grows on rye which never knew that 
Um, people that microdose LSD have reported experiencing a boost in energy. They feel like life is more meaningful. Um, they have improved focus. And it has also helped in weight loss and some addiction, like nicotine addiction. Sign me up. <laughs> weight loss. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, <clears throat> that, I mean, when I read the whole feeling life is meaningful, I was like, wow, that could be helpful with people with severe depression that don't react yeah, to other meds. Yeah, that's true. Because that's a huge thing when they don't feel like they have a purpose in life. Yeah. I mean, it makes me sad that you would need, you know, to take Aww. like a... Sh- a shroom or LSD yeah, to but do I that mean, but but I mean they probably felt like uh, I don't even know like 50 years ago 70 years ago that Prozac was probably like yeah that's true they're probably like oh my thing. god so who's to know in 70 years we're all doing the LSD yeah but yeah. obviously I guess in small doses right <laughs> v- baby baby microdose yeah. um mushrooms <clears throat> known as magical mushrooms contain Look this up how to say it now i'm really wow she did because it's got a silent homework. p ladies and gentlemen uh, just spell it psilocybin psilocybin oh, that sounds right which is a psychoactive compound um that is found in the mushroom so people that microdose mushrooms experience increase in focus and energy i could use that um <laughs> help it helps them with weaning off and staying off antidepressants okay which to me is like okay you're off antidepressants but now you're on something Stronger. They're weaning, Jay. <laughs> They're weaning. Um, this was interesting. They found an increase in empathy, and uh, huh. it maybe they should give it to us. What do they call them? Ted psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> All Ted needs yeah. is a good dose of shrooms. I know, right? Well, but I don't know dead, if you can't so. have if you can't have empathy, then can you? I I don't know if it'll make you have it. I think it'll just increase it for people that okay can't have it. But I don't know. That'd be interesting. Or just jerks, regular jerks out there. Yeah, they don't stand a chance. Um, maybe maybe Trump could use them. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> sorry, no political stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then um, they talked about DMT or... Okay. Oh, That's like God. a club you know thing. What that is. What, do you know what that word is? Oh, my gosh. I, I, uh, oh, it's ayahuasca. Oh, thank you. Ayahuasca is yeah, like what the Native Americans... Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Don't point that finger at me like I'm a big druggie. Hey, you said that I, real I fast. do no drugs. Ayahuasca Ever. is um, what the Native Americans do when they, you know, are, yeah. I'm going to absolutely butcher this. But it's a spiritual journey and because it allows them to see things and process things, almost exactly what you were explaining. Yeah. It's like a deep sense of transcendental meditation, if you will, and that kind of like allows them to do it. <laughs> Taking it back to Scream. During the TV show version on uh, on MTV, they that nobody watched. They, I watched it. <laughs> that Next one Taylor person watched. was amazing, and never heard um, of him. They were <laughs> <laughs> they're non-binary. Oh, um, excuse me. And uh, they were dosed with ayahuasca, so that's kind oh. of part partially part of the reason why. Yeah. So it's from an Amazonian <clears throat> plant. Well, anyway, uh, people that microdose ayahuasca, it's um, they reported increased sensitivity and openness, so their defenses go down, kind of like okay. what you're talking about with that person I hear talking it's about quite trauma. Intense. Yeah, not something I'd want to do. But they said it's not good if you're trying to get work done because it makes like daily <laughs> tasks more strenuous. Oh, FYI, it's not good when you're trying <laughs> to do something. Yeah, and uh, you're more passive, so I'm like, okay, hey, I don't need that. So you're like a stoner, <laughs> basically. I think it's just if you want to relax okay. and just really enjoy process the moment. The trauma. yeah 
you got to have your day, you know, not too many things <laughs> planned. No, you know, for your trip. No meetups cuz you're going to let people down. Okay. Um, a boga? Oh, let me it's see a, how that one's spelled. I've I don't know what that yeah, is. It's from a perennial rainforest shrub, shrub that is difficult to get. And well, then, um, and then I just kind of started listing them because they all had similar effects. But ketamine. Um, okay. Now this one I have heard. That's a horse tranquilizer. Yeah, it's, a, it's right? a medication used for maintaining anesthesia. But yeah, it's basically like a horse tranquilizer. Take it back to Armageddon, <laughs> where he's doing the physical tests before they are allowed to go on the spaceship. Yeah, like he's on a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> but um, I actually know of of local studies that where they microdose ketamine for people with. Um, like treatment resistant depression that are like chronically suicidal. Really? Yeah, and it I think as so that is a real study I guess that you know that's approved and everything. Yeah. So, but it is it's been shown to ease stress and and lessen depression. And then some other like unexpected side effects were um relief from period pain for oh, women. Like cramps? Yeah, like they get really bad cramps and then better sex. <laughs> that kind of makes sense, you know. Yeah. Cuz you're I don't know. Your inhibitions are lowered. Yeah. 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 It's like drinking. Yeah. And decreased uh, decreased uh, coffee consumption or need to drink coffee, um, but also more anxiety. So they say that it has a, a negative effect for people with bipolar or history of psychosis or any sort of anxiety. So, <laughs> so they get knocks paranoid. us out. Yeah. Because it's like overstimulating for them. Okay. And I've and we've seen this with like people that do marijuana too, like you know that if they have any sort of like um, vulnerability, where like they have an underlying bipolar and then they smoke marijuana, um, it can actually like activate it. Okay. So it's like fun times. Yeah, you really <laughs> got to be careful. And the thing is, it's not legal, so these people have to like get drug dealers to get them this these drugs yeah and they have to get these little scales because it's like so small to oh yeah yeah so <laughs> it's you know don't even know what an ounce looks like yeah that is what metric system like gram versus liter quart That's what whatever is for okay oh my god that is i'd one be of over there like with a tablespoon <laughs> it's I, just enough i i mean it took me well into adulthood to be able yeah. to tell the difference between the teaspoon symbol and the tablespoon one's gotta pee one's gotta <laughs> be i am so bad with like weight yeah i just can't can't tell you <laughs> can't tell you i know that that big thing of milk that's a gallon oh i know don't get me started on the liters <laughs> and the half of liters i'm like if i'm like a soda the small ice cream's a pint if if it can See, be, I just do yeah. it by food yeah if it can be translated <laughs> into some sort of fast food or some sort of junk food then then we're good but otherwise that's all i got yeah they're like five ounces of fluids I'm yeah like, and they're like oh that's got nine grams of sugar i'm like what is a gram i'm like, like well how many do we need in a day <laughs> if i'm not at my limit then i'm good okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm so misguided. I'm like, we need what, a hundred grams, right? <laughs> well, did Gwyneth like it in the end? Did she yeah, give the, her the good goop thumbs up? I got the sense that they were very for the okay. because that's another thing they didn't show. They didn't like interview anybody who had like a bad effect from it. Oh yeah, so we it need did two feel, sides to every story, and like they only interviewed like one or two re- researchers, or I don't even know. Like, I mean, they were definitely, you know highly decorated in terms of you know their experimentation but um i I don't know like looking back like when i saw it i was like oh this is 
this might be like a real thing. And then when I looked that up and it was like, oh, no clinical studies have been done. <laughs> I was like, oh, never mind. But I don't know. It always felt weird to me just taking something like that that yeah. can make you hallucinate. Yeah. I would need a lot of background information on the potential <laughs> effects. Is it legal? Is this okay? How is this going to yeah. affect me? In well, the long term, are there are you going to get addicted in yeah. some way? Right, you know because it's a they, release. They said it's not physically addicting, but you can build a tolerance. So that's why they do it like okay. they spread it out. But I mean, my thing is, you don't know how you're going to react because people can get high even off a of little doses if you have a low tolerance. Yeah, and you know there have been stories of people that do start to like have a trip from it yeah this ain't amsterdam sweetie yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just the big lakes <laughs> no <laughs> but um but uh so the jury is still out as far as us yeah i think we still need a lot <laughs> need research. i mean i think i think it could be really life-changing for people that like i said have been treatment resistant yeah that have tried everything else very few other alternatives yeah and that have have severe Mm -hmm. ptsd and stuff Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't say like be Mm -hmm. against like researching it but i just think we need to be really careful oh yeah like really i would think that they would have to be fully informed of the risks prior to any kind of trial but yeah i mean i think everybody like is I, usually I, when they I don't do think it's trials, safe right? for people to just be microdosing themselves and then writing to this yeah. random dude yes. about it <laughs> on january 4th i got a headache yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah that's what people do they have like a diary of, of oh, their gosh. day but there was this one article that it, it kind of painted a good picture like it showed like a picture of like uh, of these donuts like and it was like a teeny bit blurry and then like this is normal and then on lsd or microdosing and it was like a very clear picture and everything was brighter so it was like it doesn't like it doesn't make you high but it kind of enhances how you're feeling basically it enhances your day but i mean for me starbucks enhances my day so i'm (laughs) good with that about duncan although it wears out off you know pretty soon but yeah (laughs) all right yeah so sounds good yeah so anyway yeah, well, that sounds pretty cool. So what's your topic? <laughs> so I debated mine because... You always debate yours. Yeah, No, sometimes I go all in. Sometimes I go all in. <laughs> um, because of the timeline. So today is what, the 20th? Yeah. Okay. So I debated mine because it's the 20th, and my topic is Groundhog's Day. And Groundhog's <laughs> Day is the 2nd of February. So, of course, I should have done this the last time we were together two weeks ago, but I was like, it's just too good. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> I can't get it out of my mind. I even re- started researching a whole other one, but really? then I was like, I need to do this one because I can't, I have to wait a whole other year to do Groundhog's yeah. Day again. So I just really kind of I've always really liked Groundhog's Day and and I've me and some of our friends have considered going up to Punxsutawney but it just never it's goes too cold. It never um goes through. It's like I don't know, at least a good 3-hour drive and probably even longer. And the, and you know the crowds and everything. So one of these days I will see Bucket Phil list. in person. Bucket Absolutely. List. Um I think we just lived too I think close I saw to Phil on the up. side of the road Shh. on the way here. No, that's <laughs> blasphemy. But it's I just thought about it like it's such an unusual holiday if yeah. you really think about it. It's like a marmot telling us whether or not yeah, spring is going to come. Yeah, it's very like uh, old 
it seems like very old antiquated type situation yeah like prehistoric type <laughs> prehistoric <laughs> not prehistoric <laughs> like colonial day yeah, let's yeah, um, edit that out yeah so um <laughs> sound guy no um so i just was like i just want to know what the deal is with groundhog you just, day you just have to get it i have to find out so because it's something i truly didn't get um this is the part I don't get. So Groundhog Day, for those of us who don't know, is um, celebrated movie? in both the U.S. and other countries. Didn't really? know that, but apparently other countries celebrate. Oh, that's surprising. Maybe um, I figured maybe Canada, but I didn't think it would go further than apparently that. Apparently other countries do celebrate Groundhog's Day. And okay. it's on February 2nd. Um, and it comes from a superstition that believes that if a groundhog emerges from its burrow on February 2nd specifically and sees its shadow due to good weather conditions, it will then retreat into its hole and winter will continue for six more weeks. I also thought that that, you know, I can never remember. Is yeah, she that in the seems shadow? backwards. It does. The shadow, nice, I would think, if it, it was nice, it's going to be spring. But if it's winter, it's, it's the opposite. Yeah. So shadow. So we don't want a shadow. We want shadow means no shadow. six more weeks of winter. No shadow, early spring. No and I hear shadow. pray tell. No shadow. <laughs> We're gonna start a movement. I hear pray tell this this year, early spring. So there was no shadow. That's what I heard from a friend. Okay. Um, but I could be wrong. Spring always starts. It the same would have time, been so. uh, smart of me to look that up. You know, when doing yeah, this. Do your research. So. <laughs> Um, it. If it doesn't see its shadow, like on a cloudy day, spring will then come early. So big shock. <sighs> studies have been done and they found no consistent correlation what? between a groundhog seeing its shadow That's and the blasphemy. arrival of springtime weather. <laughs> so I love how they actually do studies. <laughs> like, come on. Well, there are probably, oh, there's got to be something to this. We have to check. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I guess to prove it wrong, even if they do think it's wrong. It sounds like a third grade project. It like. definitely does. <laughs> This is your science fair topic, guys. <laughs> that would have been a great idea. Oh, my God. I wish I could have gone back in time just well, now. Well, you can have your kids do it. Um, so where does it all come from? Germans. Of course. Germans. And now it's in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes. Well, hey, my family's um, German and, you know. Yeah, and from you're from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Or they are. So this folklore was brought to German-speaking areas like Pennsylvania. Um, February 2nd is a significant day in several ancient traditions like our friends the the Celts. Um, because it marks the midway between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. So many pagans celebrated on this day. So this tradi- tradition, tradition, oh <laughs> this tradition then transformed into a Christian oh, holy day called Candlemas. We just got to take everything. So like candle M-A-S, Candlemas. As like Christ- M-A-S-S kind of. Yeah. So as Christianity spread throughout Europe and became the dominating religion, so like the holiday evolved. Um, So Candlemas, Mass, Moss, there's only one S, so I'm guessing it's Moss. Sure. um, Is a feast commemorating the presentation of Jesus (laughs) at the Holy Temple of Jerusalem. Does he pull out? Phil and then help him see his shadow. <laughs> I don't think he has anything to do with that. <laughs> is it like is it see, like in the Lion King? <laughs> king has uh, returned. Oh wait. I am the king. Oh wait, I'm the son of God. <laughs> I also did not expect Jesus to have anything to do with Groundhog's Day. <laughs> I did not know they so, made it a religious thing. I was But I'm not surprised. I mean the whole Celt pagan thing i can get that because it's like a natural it's an element of both the weather and an animal so yeah. they're very connected to the earth and nature other nature but didn't think jesus had anything to do with it so um in certain parts of europe christians believe that uh, a sunny candle moss 
uh, meant another 40 days of cold and snow. So that's kind of where it comes from. Hmm. Okay. Um, Still don't know where they got that from, but. Yep. Don't know. Seems a little backwards. But um, I would just think sunny day, early spring. Maybe it's like irony to them. They're like, well. Maybe. Um, No foreshadowing for them. Ow, no pun intended. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) She's on it tonight, folks. She's on it. Uh, I swear that was. She microdosed. Unintentional. (laughs) I did not. She over. (laughs) I over. No, I can't say that. Sorry. Calm it down. Semidana. So Germans developed their own take on this religious holiday and legend, pronouncing the day sunny only if badgers and other small animals glimpse their own shadows. So when German immigrants settled in Pennsylvania in the 18th and 19th centuries, they brought this custom with them and choosing the native groundhog as the annual forecaster. (laughs) So, um... I just can't imagine holding a badger. I feel like they would not be. I know they'd bite Honey your- badger. What's, what's that thing? Badger, badger, badger. You know that YouTube thing? Honey badger. And it's like this little snake going after it. Oh, uh, gosh. I wish. I wish. Sounds familiar. I feel like someone's screaming in my ear what it is. But it's like a video of a honey badger in the desert. And there's like a snake. And there's someone vocalizing what the honey badger would be saying. <laughs> honey badger don't I'll play. Have to look at that. Like, we'll have to post like it on our Facebook page. <laughs> So um, the first official, see, I'm like, where the hell did this become like a nationally televised incident? Yeah. You know, so the first official Groundhog's Day celebration was on February 2nd, 1887 in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. So they, they kept it local and they kept going. Um, a local newspaper editor, Climber Phrase. Climber phrase got the idea of the celebration going with um <laughs> you're gonna stop you're sorry right. sorry so first of all climber c l y m e r that's actually kind of cool <laughs> but no there's well, not, he's it's not like not climber <laughs> you have to say it with like a angrily there's no climber <laughs> <laughs> and i guess it's phrase like f r e a s climber he got the climber idea Heisen. of the celebration um <laughs> I got the ch- chuckles here. <laughs> Sorry, someone's got a case of the giggles. <laughs> um, with the help of a group of businessmen and groundhog hunters, who of course became known collectively as the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club. Oh, so um, I, uh, it's from what I read, it membership. sounded like they were already in existence. So Climber basically got the club Off together. The and then they, you know, like, let's make this a thing and let's, like, forecast the weather with the groundhog and, you know, really wow. make it a big to-do. So the men went to the, a local site called Gobbler's Knob, um, where the inaugural groundhog did his shadow deed and the rest is history. So that's where they, they televise it. They televise it on Gobbler's Knob. And I Googled. In Pennsylvania. Yeah. So Gobbler's Knob is, like, a, like almost, like, basically think of a town square. Yeah. In Punxsutawney. So Punxsutawney is mm. a city. And then the spot is Gobbler's Knob. Okay. Okay. And I tried so hard to find out why it was called Gobbler's Knob. And I only found derogatory slang terms from Aww. Urban Dictionary. So <laughs> I don't think It's so when that. you regret, like, Googling something. It, it, 
it was something very <laughs> sexual. <laughs> I think that you guys can put two and two together. Google what, at your own risk, folks. Gobbler snob probably meant on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel you're, you're, our sound guy is cracking up back here. I feel like um, <laughs> the location existed pre-Urban Dictionary, so I don't think that that is going to be an accepted definition of why. Because I was like, I have to know why is this place called this, but. That is for a future episode. So um, we'll have to find someone from Pennsylvania. So maybe, they've been maybe doing it at Gobbler's Knob in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, since 1887. Like that is legit. Wow. And so in present day, the ceremony in Punxsutawney is the largest and most <laughs> well known of its kind in the world. The yearly festivities are presided over by a band of local dignitaries. So no more Punxsutawney Groundhog Club, um, uh-huh. and they are known. As the inner circle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I bet it's, like, really hard to get so in. So if too. you've ever watched it on TV, because I have. so I have never. The member. Really? Okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, in the movie, you can see it. Yeah. So in member, the members wear top hats um, and suits, and they conduct the oh, official proceedings in Pennsylvania cute. Dutch dialect. Really? Um, and they supposedly also speak to the groundhog in, I quote, Groundhoggies. Oh my god! No! No! (laughs) What does that sound like? Uh, I guess different from Uh, Pennsylvania. I'm gonna have to watch it for that. Um, Do they catch that part on the news or is that like a secret? Well, there's a little bit more to it <laughs> okay. later on okay. that goes further into that. So, um, <laughs> I kn- when I was typing that, Your face. I imagined. I was like, "What is she going to say?" I imagined it. I remember. Like, I'm just thinking groundhoggies. <laughs> oh God, I love that. Doesn't like sound that. right. So this town is normally so punxsutawney. Punxsutawney. Punxsutawney is normally only home to 6,000 people, but every year almost twice that number um, of people show up for this, so this is celebration. A big deal so, for this so town. you know, like when the day comes when I actually go, I, I that number like really like I was like, wow, I better prepare. Yeah, you know, you got to get there really. I got to get there early. Um, you got to have snacks. So the celebration at Gobbler's Knob, yes. Like so, like you're talking ten thousand people. I wonder if Easy. where they go to the bathroom, porta potties. I mean, it's probably like the ball dropping. These are the things you got to think Pennsylvania. about. But in Pennsylvania, and it's even colder because it's February. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess probably kind of similar. Yeah. But so it was also just FYI, in case you weren't aware, it was immortalized in the 1993 film Groundhog's Day, which was actually shot in Woodstock, Illinois. Ah, I know. I know. But such Bummer. a good movie. It's such Starring, a good movie. What's his name? Bill Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Such a great movie. And the chick that was also in Michael. Of course, we know his name and not her name. We're so sexist. <laughs> um, go feminism. Um, so uh, I wanted to find a couple fun facts about it just to bring it on home um, <laughs> and s- circle back, if you will. So according to Legend... Punxsutawney Phil, which, again, if you didn't know, Punxsutawney Phil is the groundhog that is the weather forecaster for the said 
Groundhog's Day. So Punxsutawney Phil is, according to legend, more than 125 years old, thanks to magical punch that he imbibes every summer. Oh, I was wondering how he stayed so (laughs) fit. So they claim it's the same guy. Same Phil. Oh. Whole time. Um, But in reality, the lifespan of a groundhog is, um, in the wild, is like roughly six years. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah so probably not true unless maybe these micro dosing this magical punch lsd punch (laughs) so the inner circle which again are those do you think president obama is in there (laughs) um is the uh the group of dignitaries that you know presides over the groundhog on this specific day they're the ones on tv or something um i would assume it'd be like the mayor all men yeah at least i think it is I'm. I shouldn't have said yes because I have no you idea. Don't know. I have no idea. Well, it started. Well, as when men. you said the top hats, for some reason, yeah. pictured all men. But I mean, maybe there's a there's a maybe one gal gets in every so often. that hat out there. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I shouldn't have said yes because I have no idea. But originally, it was yeah, yeah. only men. So the inner circle actually scripts womp 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 the Groundhog Day ceremonies in advance. Oh. Um, with the inner circle deciding beforehand whether Phil will see a That's shadow. That's bullshit. I know. I know. So it's not even up to chance. Um, according to the Groundhog Club, Phil, after the prediction, speaks to the club president. That So the Groundhog speaks. Through Groundhoggies. To the club president <laughs> in Groundhoggies, Groundhoggies. which only... The current president can understand, and then his prediction is then translated oh, for the entire okay. world. So this is kind of like, you know, in reality, they're planning it ahead of time, yeah. and then they know exactly what they're going to say. But like, according to legend, well, it's like Phil how our, speaks how, to them. You know, our our parents pretend to be Santa, exactly, or like the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Um. You know. So, speaks Phil speaks to them, and then you know only he can understand he's like a messiah of groundhogs i yeah. guess yeah they um, choose they choose one to speak through <laughs> yes exactly he's or no he's the prophet that's a yes, better word okay yes. um so phil first received his name and actually in 1961 which i thought was a little late I'm surprised. I thought yeah, it would have been a little been earlier. Since the 1800s. Um, I wanted to know what how he got his name, so the origins of the name are unclear, but speculation suggests that it may have been indirectly named after uh, Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Really? Yeah. Shout out to one of our friends there. Um, yeah. Our friend, the Duke Philip. <laughs> Just kidding. Name drop. Um, so. Other towns across America do the same thing, um, and other places in around the world do this exact That's what same I was wondering. thing. Do they do their own, or do but they, they just do watch their own version? The one in America, they have their own animals. They have their own names, and I'm assuming oh. they are also broadcast on their own local televisions. But Punxsutawney is the one that's the, like nationally, potentially even internationally televised, and makes it like really, really widespread news wise. Um, so I'm assuming maybe they were like the first of its kind, and that's kind of why. And then yeah. over time, other towns were like, we yeah. got to get in on this Phil shit. <laughs> um, so other towns across North America now have their own weather-predicting rodents, um, <laughs> end quote, from Birmingham Bill. Oh, to, my God. That's so cute. <laughs> to Staten Island Chuck. Are to, they all groundhogs? Yeah. Okay. To, fingers crossed, going to say this right, Shabena Katie. Sam in Canada. <laughs> Shabena Katie, Sam in Canada. 
So you said Staten Island has their own? Yeah. Staten Island Chuck. That's not even that far from Pennsylvania. Why I told can't you. they just There's several in the state I of you Pennsylvania. Um like even in Schuylkill, which is not that Schuylkill. far from there. Um there's several like in the same state. So it's not even they don't even have to go that far. So where do I heard they keep filling like a cage. Is that true? Yeah, so that was another thing is that there's been a lot of consistent backlash from PETA. Yeah about this um yeah that does make me sad i did not find the day-to-day life yeah maybe he's in a zoo or something but i'm assuming because it is so popularly televised that they they probably take pretty good care of him that's my guess i mean otherwise it would potentially ruin their entire yeah i mean i understand they can't obviously just grab one from the wild you know it would have to be somewhat well they breed so he's like a line oh they're all related from what i a line of I don't film. know if it's, this is actually true. It's kind but, of like the the real yeah. dynasty, you know, the <laughs> English dynasty. The Phil dynasty has <laughs> gone on for over a hundred years, and they're probably the most popular groundhog line in history. So I assume that he's treated closer to like what a what a purebred dog would be, like yeah. you know, because if they didn't treat him well, like I mean, at least current day, worth. I'm a hundred years ago. I'm sure Phil was not getting the premium treatment okay <laughs> um but now with with animal rights activists and yeah. groups and things and everything is on a the lot internet of everything is yeah televised and everything can be recorded and like you said a lot of watchdogs so i'm assuming nowadays phil is probably pretty well treated because otherwise it could potentially be the entire downfall of their their whole yeah existence of this groundhog protesting club. it yeah and I think that's why they now call them the inner circle, if you think about it, because the original Punxsutawney Groundhog Club, they all hunted groundhogs. Oh. So they took a spin on their little name there. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was it. It was real short and sweet. I think we have a pretty short episode hey, this week. Nothing wrong with but that. But I was quite exhilarated by the information that I found. <laughs> I was like, wow, groundhoggies. Who, I would love to You can't that. make that up. Can't make yeah. that up. Well, only one person knows it. (laughs) It was very culty, almost. But I mean, this makes me want to go see it even more. But it's like a cute cult. This makes me want to go see it even more. (laughs) I just don't want to wake up early. That's the only thing. Can you stay at your aunt's? (laughs) (laughs) She's way far away. Oh. Um, Yeah. So one day, bucket list. Get a hotel, although they're probably booked up pretty fast. But even still, like that gobbler's knob, those people fill up. I bet you there's people in tents. I bet you people are there at like Slumming 2 a.m. sleeping in a tent waiting for Trying Phil to come for that out. Trying for that first glimpse. <laughs> and they just carry him out, right? So he's in like a tree stump basically for like <sighs> the beginning. And then, yeah. you know, he, they take him out and he, quote unquote, whispers in the leader's <laughs> ear. I'm surprised they've never gotten they their face bitten and, off. Um, and yeah, that's what happens. Mm. Yeah. So that's it. Wow. Well. That is the end. I mean, the things that we come up with as a society just <laughs> and that we pass along and just keep going. I know this. These are the things we, that stick. We, we just love Groundhogs. our little traditions. <laughs> yes. Well, if it's connected to Jesus, how can you turn? Well, it everything's connected to Jesus yeah. these days. Yeah. Well, follow us on Instagram. At, this is the part I don't get. Email us at the part I don't get at gmail dot com and check us out on Facebook at this is the part i don't don't get get. we'll post some pictures and fun stuff of 
the current day Phil. And and yeah, emails any topics you'd like to hear. Oh yes, please, please. Any weird topics that you don't you get. know, give Jace a reason to to do her homework pre hour before. Hey, I got it done. <laughs> Why does it matter? <laughs> yes, and it actually was a good topic. Oh, thank too. you. All Thanks, right. Gwyneth. Bye. <laughs>